We're, we're going to summarize the end. We're starting Shofetim. I don't know. The, let's, let's just summarize what happens at the end of Parashat Re'eh because I got a complaint yesterday. Why are you not up to Parashat Shofetim? I'm like, excuse me. I was very busy this past week. Give me a break. Okay. Um, so, so the end of Parashat Re'eh is, is there's two things. First, it speaks about the mitzvah of the Bechor, which is... What? I started, yeah. Mitzvah of the Bechor, which is that you, you, the firstborn of your animals must be given to the Kohen in the Beit HaMikdash as a gift. Why would the firstborn of your animals be designated to the Kohen? The same reason the firstborn of your children needs to be redeemed. Because the firstborn, even in Egypt, even in Egypt it wasn't only the firstborn of the humans that died, it was also the firstborn of the animals that died. So all the firstborn now becomes, become designated to God. So you show that it's designated either by giving the firstborn to the Beit HaMikdash for the Kohen to eat, or by buying it back from Bore Olam. Right? So if it's an animal, you just give the animal to the Beit HaMikdash. But if it's your son, you have to buy it from the Kohen. Okay? And that's Pidyon Ben, which we know about. Now, the, the other detail over here is that if the, the, the firstborn animal has a blemish, if it has a mum, then you do not give it as a korban to Borei Olam, you do not give it to the Kohen, You're, rather you eat it in your cities and it does not go... Thing. So there's actually an interesting thing that people are incentivized to cause a blemish in their animal. Okay, so notice that. So that they don't have to give it to the Kohen. Okay, but that's not, obviously, it's not allowed. All right. Now, the rest of the parasha speaks about the different holiday seasons. But we've seen the holiday seasons before. So if we, we're not going to go in detail. I'm summarizing Shiv'i right now, yeah. But we've seen the holiday seasons before. Now, in what context have we seen the holiday seasons in the past? So we've seen the holiday seasons in two contexts. One, in terms of their relevance historically to Bnei Israel, right? I love the music. Okay. Where is that? The back here? Yes. Fantastic. We, uh, see, we, in Arminyan, if anyone wants to join Arminyan, we do it all together so we save the time. You know? that, that just took like three minutes. Just for Anun. Okay, it doesn't matter. Uh, so that's a, that's a shameless plug for our minyans uh, thing. Um, You're going to get an email. Okay, so, so yeah, I'm going to get an email. <laughs> I heard the Anenu in the background. <laughs> so so, um, so how, what have we seen about the holiday seasons in the past? First, we've seen the historical context. You were, what do these holidays represent? Pesach, that you left Egypt. Uh, uh, thing Sukkot You were in the desert eh? And and Shavuot Actually we don't even know What Shavuot It doesn't tell us In the Torah What it's for Okay So We've seen the historical context Where, What else have we seen The holidays In what context In Parashat Pinachas Remember why we saw Parashat Pinachas The Korbanot The Korbanot There are specific Korbanot That must be brought On the holiday For all the holidays We saw all the no, no. I mean, ha- Hanukkah is not in the Torah, but, but, but what? Um, oh, we saw the Musaf. 
When did we see? We saw the the Musafim. We saw the Musafim. We saw the Korbanot. So we we saw the context of the holidays being brought up for the original reason. So now, why are they being brought up now? Look closely at the at the mitzvot at the way the holidays are spoken of. Does it does it speak about a korban? No. It doesn't speak about musafim, right? Yeah, that's the idea. That's the idea. Yeah, that's the korban pesach. So that's the main holiday. I'm saying, what about the musafim? Does it speak about the musafim? It speaks about the joy of the holiday, and it speaks about. Find me the key line in in the discussion of the holiday seasons. Yeah. Here, pasuk. Look at Perak Tetzayin, pasuk eleven. Yeah, We've seen these words before, no? You'll be happy before Borei Olam. You, your son, your daughter, your servant, your maidservant, and the Levi, and the Ger, and the Yatom, the orphan, the Almana, the widow. In the place that God has chosen to rest His thing. So now that we're seeing this holiday season discussed again, this time it's from the context of the unifying factor of the holidays. So that, that fits in with our theme of Parashat Re'eh, which is all of these things, all of these mitzvot, besides for having the original context that we've seen in other books of the Torah, they also serve to unify B'nai Israel even in times of plenty. Okay, and that's what uh, is the main theme of a holiday season brought at the end of Parashat Re'eh. We have finally gotten up to the book, the, 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 the Parashat of Shofetim. We have to gather together Vadai, vadai. That, that's what we that's said. The that's the idea. During the times of plenty, we have to gather together and be happy and, and care for the poor and have that and be unified despite the fact that the tendency when we are, have luxury and when we're, when we're financially stable is to, is to become selfish and to separate from one another and to not care about one another. Okay? Parashat uh, Shofetim is a continuation of, of, the, of Parashat Re'eh in what sense? What was Parshat Re'eh mainly? It was the speech of Moshe Rabbeinu, that, which is the whole book of Devarim, but it's the, it's the mitzvah portion of the speech of Moshe Rabbeinu. It's a summary of the mitzvot. And it's the mitzvah, it's a summary of the mitzvot that are relevant to Bnei Israel as they enter Eretz Israel. Okay? So, so Parshat Shofetim is a very clear continuation of those mitzvot that are most relevant to Bnei Israel as they enter the land of Israel. Okay, so the first mitzvah that we see in the in the parasha of Shofetim. By the way, I'm so used to saying the book of Shofetim, because there's a book in Navi called Shofetim. So I just okay. Chapter fifth, chapter sixteen. Shofetim v'shoterim titen lecha bechosharecha asher adonai lecha noten lecha lishvatecha v'shafetu et ha'am mishpat tzedek. You should put judges and officers in all of your cities that God has given you for your tribes, and they will judge the people a justice judgment. Let's read a little bit more and I'm going to ask some questions. They shall not twist or, 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 um, or make the judgment crooked. They shall not recognize, what does it mean not recognize a face? Ah, show favoritism, exactly. Do not take a bribe. 
for the shokha, the bribe, causes the wise to become blind, and it, and it messes up the words of the righteous, or, there's another interpretation, which I said in the shul last year, it takes words that are just, and it corrupts them. Meaning, if I take a bribe, and it, it, it's between X and Y, and X is, in, in fact, X is right. He's just. And I say that X won the case. As a judge, I gave the right judgment. But I did it by means of a bribe. That's still bad. I mean, that's still corruption. Because the bribe, it takes even words that are just, even the, the, the pronouncement of the, of the justice, if it's done through a bribe, that is still, that's still problematic, okay? But the bribe, it blinds the eyes of those of the tzaddikim. Tzedek, tzedek, tirdof. Rather, instead of taking bribes, you shall seek out justice. Tzedek, tzedek, tirdof. Leman, tichyev, aretz. So, so that you shall live and you will possess the land asher that Hashem, your God, has given you. That's what I was going to ask. Let's ask a, a couple. Let's first of all understand um, the most important thing. We, first of all, we've seen this mitzvah before also. Yes, sure. Where have we seen this mitzvah? When we were in Parashat Yitro. In Parashat Yitro. Right? Uh, the, we had the whole system of the court system which was introduced by Yitro to Moshe and Moshe accepted it and he established the court system with the assumption that that court system would remain, right? So two questions. How is this mitzvah, the first one is very easy, how is this mitzvah relevant to B'nai Israel right now? And two, how does it fit within the larger scheme of what we've been talking about? I think it's because it talked about you have to, even in times of, of good, good times, you have to get, bring everybody together and enjoy. It doesn't matter who, who they are. They can be poor, they can be this. You're mm-hmm. equals in the eyes of Hashem. Everybody just oh, together. I didn't think of that. So, in the same way, everyone is equal. I didn't think of this. In the court, in the court. That's a nice chidush. You're what Daniel's saying? He's saying, we've been speaking about how in times of plenty, you have to make sure to give tzedakah and treat the, the poor just like you treat your son, bring them to your table. That's not only with your wealth, you also do it with the justice system, that they must be treated, the poor, and the people that are, have, have less must be treated the same exact way as the wealthy. So that's the connection. Fascinating? There are, there are more connections. What's another connection? First of all, why is this mitzvah being brought now? Why is this relevant to B'nai Israel entering the land of Israel? Because you need a justice system to run any, 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 any basic society without a justice system cannot function. So this is going, maybe the, one of the most important things. If you look at any country which is a, a wealthy country, what is the most important thing that the country has to have? Court systems. Because try to, try to make an investment in a random state, country in Africa. And what becomes the number one concern? Corruption. Because you can't trust that your money is actually going to be, your, your property rights are going to be respected. That's interesting. That's it brings, right. it brings you Generally, if you make a contract with somebody in an international country, you say you go to court, you go court under, under in this, the U.S., this yes. New York district, uh, you trust 
You trust the U.S. court system more than the international. Okay? But it's the most fundamental thing to any thriving country is rule of law and respect for property rights. Because if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm concerned that my property won't be mine or that my investment will be stolen from me and that I won't get a fair shot of growing my money through the invest, I won't invest. And investment is the most important thing for a country to thrive and to develop. If we don't, if we don't invest in, uh, in developing real estate, then the whole country just looks like it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a backwater country. So, so for B'nai Israel, the court system is super important. Now, what does this have to do with the holiday season? This is going to be our Devar uh, Torah for the week, for the Shabbat. Why is this a continuation of the holiday season? Don't the courts... Don't so where, where, where is he saying these courts have to be established? So I think in all of your don't cities. Don't the courts establish the new month, which establishes the holiday? Maybe that's the court, uh, the court in, the, in Yerushalayim, but here we're talking about courts in your cities. Here the courts are established courts in all of your cities. So what does this have to do with Yerushalayim? I think the idea is like this. I said this last year in the shiur, and I, and I was thinking about it more this year, and I, I think it makes sense. When we go to Yerushalayim, we go there, we're unified, and we go and we experience, we learn from the Kohanim, the Sanhedrin is there, the, the court of 71 is there. So we go and we sit with the Chachamim, and we have an opportunity to grow and have a spiritual experience. But then, how do we take the Torah that we learned when we were there back to our cities? That's by establishing court systems so that the, the law of the Torah can be brought home with us so that we can establish whatever we picked up while we were in Yerushalayim, that law now becomes established in a, in a more formal way in all of our cities. All of our cities now become a place where the Torah is established. So we go to Yerushalayim, we take, we learn, we, we, take, we get spiritual uh, uh, inspiration, and then we go back home, and we have those things implemented through the court system that Moshe is describing. Okay? Um, let's begin Silichot. Baruch Adonai. We did so much, you know, we started... Uh, I did four psukim of our parashah this week. Baruch Adonai. Amen. 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 Amen.